Welcome to Faith in Real Life. My name's Obi. I'm the pastor to single adults and men at First Baptist O'Fallon. And uh, we're excited about today's episode. We've got Josh Rink, our pastor to kids' life. Hello, hello. And then we've got Evan Morris here. Evan is our student ministry associate, right, Evan? Yep. All right, and uh, you were going to steal someone's intro, I believe. What were you going to say? Hey, yo. That's right. So uh, we specifically wanted to do that because Bryson skipped out on us today. And so, uh, hey, if you if you leave for a day, then you have your intro stolen. So yep. that's that's part of it. It is. That's right. <laughs> it um, is. Well, today we are talking about seminary. And we're talking about seminary because we want people listening to maybe get a peek behind the curtain of what preachers go through. What is seminary? Um, what's it like? What are some of the maybe struggles or some of the main takeaways? What do you do when you go to seminary? What do you learn? Um, and so we've got varying degrees of seminary experience here. And I kind of want to start with you, Evan, just kind of tell the, the audience about your um, seminary. You can just tell me um, about your seminary experience uh, because you're still in it. Yeah. So it's a little different yeah. for you right now, right? Yep. Well, luckily, I'm in my going into my last semester, so that's exciting. It's been uh, <laughs> it's been a lot. Um, so I it's a five year program, and they I guess they started this new. It's at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary um, in Kansas City. And that's in Kansas City. Yep. One go of the Chiefs. SB. Go Chiefs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's one of the Southern Baptist seminaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, so I've been in this program for it's my you know fourth four and a half year. So mm-hmm. almost done. Uh, so you're you're getting your bachelor's in biblical studies and your master's in divinity, and the master's is really just going to cover a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been awesome to be able to have the opportunity to be blessed with uh, this program, the opportunity to get it all like all in you know five years and cut out a lot. Yeah, and so yeah. for people listening, that is something different, right? Because mm-hmm. usually the seminary degree. You go to seminary after your bachelor's. So you would go get a typical bachelor's, like my dad's a preacher, and he got a four-year public speaking degree. And then he went to seminary, and you do that totally separate. Um, So you go get your, your, what, 120-hour bachelor's, and then you go get your 90-hour master's is the typical route. But you've got a really cool program is what you're saying that allows you to— it's been, I think, like drinking from a fire hose because you're trying <laughs> to is. cover all that at once. But it's it a is. five-year program where you get all of that through Midwestern. So that's been pretty cool, huh? It has been. And, uh, and, and stressful, right? And stressful, <laughs> yeah, as, as any seminarian will tell you. Now, right? are your do your eyes ever twitch from having to read so much? Because I don't feel like you are able yeah. to graduate until you reach that point. No, and, and um, there just comes a point where like I just have to take a break mm. from... Like I, I enjoy reading like just myself too. Like I just enjoy reading, mm. but like I can't even even when I'm doing school like throughout the semester, I can't even take a break to read personally because I'm just like I need to, right. to decom- decompress and do something else and like go outside. That's right. I've had yeah. people hand me books before, and I was like, "This is great. I will read this, this in like two years after. Uh, yeah. Can't can't <laughs> wait for it. Uh, but I have to wait for it. So yeah. all right, yeah. what about you, Josh? So you've got different seminary experience, and yeah. So tell us about that. Yeah. So you know, for my undergrad, I went to a secular school. I went to Arkansas State to have a, a BA in uh, Com Studies, mm. and but I have a Master of Divinity in uh, Christian education with an emphasis in family ministry. Mm. 
uh, and I went to the Southern Baptist Theological <laughs> the. Seminary. <laughs> no, it says it on the sign, so oh, we, have to, we have to include the the. So is that the spelled different than like the Ohio State? Or, or those those are synonymous, <laughs> right? The. Oh. There's no, no mention King Ohio James State the at the front of it. <laughs> I was just wondering if you have to spell that differently to get that emphasis. So that's yeah. good to know. You don't. So no, no, no. It's 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 the regular. So you know. So I went to so that's Louisville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. um, uh, where that is, and. You know, there I was able to spend some time on campus, and then I was able to finish remotely mm. uh, to be able to do that. So great experience. It's one of those things with seminary, like you know, I you miss it and not miss it all yeah. at the same time. Yeah. You know, mm. I love the experience while I was there. Love the study. Love the people. Um, met some great friends while I was there, but I do not want to go back <laughs> because right. of. You know, some of the time. You're happy when you graduate, right? You are happy. Yeah, Yeah. I think most people are when they graduate from any any degree. But um, but definitely, you're you're happy to go get in the field and start using your uh, using the things you learn. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you got Midwestern, you've got Southern. uh, Say it for me. I can't say it properly. The Southern (laughs) Seminary. So um, you've got two of the Southern Baptist Convention seminaries. So a lot of people may not know that uh, there are several Southern Baptist seminaries and. When they give to a Southern Baptist church, not only do things go to the North American Mission Board um, and the the International Mission Board, which is how we do mission work. So if you give even a dollar, then a portion goes to those, but also a portion goes to seminaries, which helps yeah. train the next generation of pastors. So I have mm-hmm. a I have a little different route because I never have been to the seminary that I graduated from. So I was active duty Air Force at the time. And so I did seminary. Well, first my bachelor's in um, in religion. Uh, I did that through Liberty University online. And I did not go to my graduation or anything. That would have been the only time I would have been there. Um, so I, I haven't seen Liberty for that. And then mm-hmm. I went to their seminary to get my master's. And I did that online as well. So I did those f- things from my basement. Um, and so I, I didn't go. <laughs> right. So just on my computer late at night, uh, reading books and writing papers. And, yeah. and so I never went uh, to Liberty. Maybe one day I'll go there. Um, and then now I'm working on a doctorate of education uh, in ministry through Midwestern. So, Midwestern. Uh, and I actually yeah. have been to Midwestern. Interesting note about me. Both of my parents graduated from Midwestern. Yeah. So I was there when I was zero to two years old. And now that I'm much that. older, I'm there uh, working on school. So anyway, so those are kind of some of our backgrounds, of course, at our church. And then, you know, whatever churches across the, the land, there's all sorts of seminaries out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are our our background so people can kind of know that as we get into these because we want to talk about seminary and kind of what is it how how do how are people to understand it what do preachers actually learn there and so Josh wanted to start with you just talking about the education aspect of it broadly speaking what kind of things do you learn in seminary or bible college yeah it's um you know, I didn't know anything about really seminary. You know, an interesting fact, like I never visited the Southern campus hmm. before I went. When I showed up to huh. move in, it was the first time I'd ever seen it. Um, yeah. You know, so there, there was things that I learned, but I knew my calling and I knew yeah. that this is where I needed to be. Hmm. So, you know, but, you know, some of the best advice that I was given was it's not a it's not just a big Bible study all the time. Like you are. Hmm you really dig deep as you should it's a master's degree mm-hmm. but you know whenever you get in and you are going all in like you're talking about language and you know and and just history and everything not just of 
the the biblical times, but the history of the church itself. Um, you know, so you really dig deep, which as you should. You know, if I'm going to church to be a pastor, I you know I'm treating it as I'm going to be an expert. Yeah. You know, we want it, we want this for the doctors. You know that we go see. We want them to be an expert in their field. Yeah. So that's what we're doing is we're becoming, you know, an expert and, and, and we're always a student, mm. you know, of the scriptures, but it's really teaching us to dig deep, to get underneath it, to really look at the the under part of the iceberg, you know, because always most of the iceberg is underneath the surface. Right. Mm. We're really going deep into to learning about scripture, to to hear things. And, and so we can in turn be that shepherd to teach people to start from beginning, you know, and then to help people also go deep in yeah. their walk with Christ. So yeah. I, I've always liked that, um, you know, if someone says, you know, why is seminary so long? It's like, well, they kind of like pastors to know what they're talking about, or <laughs> at least know when you don't know what you're talking exactly. about, right? And yeah. Yeah. okay, I better go back and study a little bit, <laughs> exactly. right? All right, Evan, what about you? Broadly speaking, what kinds of things do you learn in seminary or are learning? Yes. Um, so I've, I've taken a majority of, of classes, you know, up to this point and uh, a, lot, a whole lot of different things, uh, things like language, take sometimes Greek or Hebrew, depending on what you study. It, it can depend on your emphasis, right? Mm -hmm. um, history, Baptist history, um, you know, church history, communication. Uh, I took a class, pastoral helmsmanship, which is like, how do you con uh, construct meetings? How and, do you drive a church? Yeah. Helm <laughs> yeah. Helmsmanship. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I meant that as yeah, a joke. Yeah, <laughs> flat. That's all right. How do you how do you conduct meetings and how do you uh, resolve conflict within mm. like ministers and staff and budget? You know, how do you budget things? So a lot of some practical things, um, which is good. Which is good because mm -hmm. you don't yes. always you know learn that in a classroom setting. Mm -hmm. It helps to you know be in the church and to understand. Uh, but I think the the big thing about seminary. And for me, was just being exposed to a wide array of different topics and uh, like, again, like language or history or your preaching classes, just being exposed that, you know, you have a you kind of a broad foundation. So seminary is kind of that tool in your tool belt where these different classes are going to be their tools. Maybe you need to like brush up on one or mm -hmm. like sharpen one. And yeah. you kind of know I have I have the general knowledge of these things. But like you said, for some things, if someone asks me a question, right, I might have to go back up and sure. you know research that. But I had the books, I had the things that I've learned, and mm -hmm. I can go to that because I have been exposed, exposed and have that foundation. That's so. a good word. I I thought that too when we thought about this because mm -hmm. yeah, there's there's all sorts of subjects that you could take, and um, you know depending on your emphasis, if it's counseling or if it's education, like mine's been education, yeah. uh, you you can get very specific types. Or if you're a theology major, you may have more of those classes. You're going to have some of those. Yep. Uh, so there's all those different topics. And I kind of like what you all are saying um, about people think it's oftentimes it's just going to be a, a big Bible study and that we're going to, like every class is one book of the Bible, and I guess we're going to have 66 classes, and, and by the end of it, you'll have gone very deeply through yeah. every single book, and that's actually just not what it is. Um, and, and it's not that you don't go through any of those. Some of those, you occasionally have a class, and you're like, oh yeah, this is what I thought seminary was going to be, where we just open the Bible and we just study. Like occasionally you have those, um, but I think that word exposure is the right one. Mm. That um, that And I've, I've thought about this because 
you know, in times past, there's been a lot of pastors who will just do a, an apprenticeship and that's it. Mm-hmm. And they won't go get a formal education. And then there's people who would rather a formal education and just kind of like uh, apprenticeship, whatever. I kind of like a merging of those types of things where people have mentors. Uh, but a formal education like seminary has its place because it exposes you to ideas because there's a risk the other way is if I'm never exposed to a different mm-hmm. way of thinking, then then I just yep. am, am raised in one specific doctrine and and we just have this and this is what we emphasize yep. as opposed to Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes me think if I can tell a story, mm-hmm. I mean, it just makes me think like I remember my first year I grew up in Arkansas. I went to, you know, the same church. And a lot of the churches that taught the same teaching, especially when it comes to eschatology, mm-hmm. which is the, you know, about Christ's return. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we go through, I remember when I got when I got to Southern, it was, I started reading and part of our New Testament study was on this. And yeah. I remember I was like, there's more than one yep. study, you know, like right. I remember I ran down to, <laughs> <laughs> to somebody's door yeah. who I knew who grew up in the same town as me. And he ran the door. He goes, I know, I'm reading it too. <laughs> like, it was just, it was, we really never knew. So, so allowed us, you know, to yeah. be like, okay, so now yeah. that we get to do, you know, there's all these different yeah. viewpoints, but it allowed us to look at scripture and be like, okay, what does the scripture say? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what seminary taught us to do, you know, to help us when we encounter like different viewpoints, but also learning what does the scripture say on this? Yeah. Yeah. So just like in scripture, when it talks about being tried by fire, Mm. um, it's a, it's a good thing to be exposed to different ideas. Of course, sometimes people can be exposed too quickly or not in the right way to an idea. And therefore it takes them off and they go on a, a heretical bent. Right. And they, they just go way off base. That certainly happens. And even in seminaries that can happen. Um, but there is, there, it's the old adage, teaching people how to think, not what to think. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that a, a seminary done well does best is that they can present you with these ideas and you may come back around to every single theology you were raised in. You might, right? After you go through a seminary, you may come back to every single, you might. Yeah. But then by yeah. the end of it, you'll know why you believe it. Yep. Yep. And you'll know the challenges against those thinkings and and you'll be able to better say well or articulate well here is why I believe it um, so I think teaching you how to think not what to think is a far better approach because ultimately we want people who get out of seminary to be a student of the Bible for life and yeah. and ultimately it's our guide not not a, a specific theologian of history you know mm-hmm. that's idolatry you know yeah. I don't follow them I follow the words of scripture and I mm-hmm. follow Christ and so I want to know what's a what's a an academically um, with academic integrity. How can I go through Scripture and think through it and and know that I'm not taking a shortcut to get to a a theology or philosophy of life that I want? And I think that's a problem in churches these days. Is oftentimes people will proof text, um, and I'm not talking about pastors necessarily, but I think Christianity in general. A lot of times we're guilty of saying. What do I want this passage to say? Or what do I want to believe? And I'm going to go find a verse that fits it mm-hmm. as opposed to what does Scripture mean? And then, and I need to know the tools of how do I figure out what it means? And then you go yep. beyond and, okay, now I can apply it to my Great. life. So, all right, anything else to add on that, guys? Nope. Good. All right, so that's education broadly speaking, right? Of course, we could drill down forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could talk about all sorts of topics that we've learned in our favorite classes and things like that. But let's talk about difficulties next, and we'll start with you, Evan. What are some difficulties that 
seminarians go through that you know people might want to hear about yeah and i want to that's what i emphasize too that just because it's seminary doesn't mean you can't apply to co- you college students that are out there mm-hmm. and that a lot of these things are what any you know adult will kind of grapple with and discover once they kind of are in education and mm-hmm. are doing more of those things uh, and i think one of the first things that i have learned uh how to do through difficulty and through <laughs> failure and through it's still hard it's still mm. hard is organizing your priorities mm. and you know when you have such a high amount of workload for things in school and you know you understand you know doctors masters masters and uh just where programs are just so um you know you read these books you write these papers and it's just so much throughout the week and then you have a lot of people are already in ministry positions uh, while they're going through education. And so it's just a lot. Like you're a pastor and you're doing these responsibilities, but you're also uh, having to do school full time. Mm. Or, you know, and, and uh, so you're doing those things. You're, you're trying to figure out how can I engage with my family? How can I keep up with that? How can I keep up with my friends? I need mm. that accountability. And so all these priorities, right? Having to structure them in a way and discipline yourself in a way to say, here's what's most important, right? My relationship with God mm-hmm. should be most important. And um, then, you know, then my education and family, all those things, my family and education, uh, you know, then friends. So just figuring out what, how can I learn through this to uh, be a responsible adult and organize my priorities right? That's a difficult thing. Yeah. I think of even myself right now, like uh, my wife and I are talking mm-hmm. about, because Christmas is coming up, right? <laughs> yeah. And so talking about going to see her family and mm-hmm. and one of the nerves uh things that i that i'm nervous about that's a better way to say it one of the things i'm nervous about is uh i have a paper that's coming due and it's like i really <laughs> need to work on this and so i'm gonna have to mm-hmm. find time away even over christmas break to say look i've got to work on that and so 3 a.m <laughs> that's right hey no less disturbances then of course, yeah. unless you have a dog then they'll yeah. You know, if you're awake, then they'll come keep the coffee is flowing too. That's right. (laughs) Oh, and and I mean, there's been so many nights like that, right? I I can think of one where uh, when I was at my church in Kentucky, I had two book reports due. Uh, This was at the very beginning of my doctorate. I had two book reports due that Friday, and I had not read either book yet. And I I really don't think I had been procrastinating like intentionally because I'd been doing other stuff. And so I had to go that yep. one week, read two books and write two reports. And so there was a day that week where I stayed, I worked all day and then I stayed in the office all night and then worked all the next day. And then I finally got to sleep the next, just cause <laughs> 24 I 24 hour sleep. <laughs> yeah, I just had, I mean, I just had to. And, yeah. and so I think those priorities, sometimes those are, it's hard to know the balances. So that that is a difficulty yeah. that seminarians go through. All right, what about you, Josh? <laughs> You know, that makes me think of, you know, one of my first early classes, like when my profs drew a triangle on the board and he wrote like at the points, good grades, um, social, life, social life and sleep. And he goes, you can only pick two. <laughs> and he was like, so, you know, like choose the two that but you want, want and that's that's two. it. Um, you know, for for difficulties for me mm. and it is so easy for us to become a Pharisee Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, in part of, you know, wanting to be an expert and and digging deep and you're completely, I mean, when you're in this, I mean, it is hard work. You are immersed, you know, you're hundred percent committed. So when you're in it, you're dig deep. And so when you're going and you're trying to explain and, and to do things, it's so easy when you start looking at other people 
you know, it's really easy to say you're doing this wrong. Hmm. Well, you know, there's there's parts all over Scripture <laughs> where people were saying that, and those are the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. And we know what Jesus yeah. said to the Pharisees mm-hmm. in in so many times. The the law keepers. That's we had to remind ourselves of this often. And matter of fact, we would meet once a week in our, you know, we had dorm and, you know, the dorm life, we would meet in the common room and we would say, literally have to look at each other and hold ourselves accountable to be like, you are not a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. You are in ministry. We, we we care about the people. We're shepherding them. This is right. why we're here. That's yeah. why you're there. And, and, you know, as you study, you know, God's word and as you dig deep, you know, we have all kinds of books. I have a book bookshelves in my office that are full. A lot of them, what I've got for my time in seminary, yeah, mm-hmm. and great books, well-written books, and there are textbooks. You know, in- introduction to New Testament history. You know that I have filled, but with that, we are always looking at the Bible. It's so easy, also, for the Bible to become one of those textbooks. Mm, yep. When that starts to happen, that's a whole dangerous level. Yeah. You know, we're saying that the Word of God is no different than any of my stuff that I have on my shelf because it occupies kind of the same space. You know, like I've got a shelf for my Bibles and right underneath that is language and underneath that's history. When that starts to happen, you have to draw a line to say, I am no longer in this. I'm, no, I'm, I'm kind of forsaking my calling a little bit. Yeah. You know, like I'm saying, like I'm forgetting that I'm letting the Word of God lead me. Instead of me trying to just simply learn the words on the page. Yeah, I think I think that risk is largely because there's no getting around it. Seminaries are a higher education, right? That's their title. That's their description. They are higher education, and so they are just completely flush with academics and and things like that. Yeah. And so and those are good things, but those types of things can become your only pursuit. And we yeah. sometimes could forget and can forget. And I think most seminaries, seminarians have to wrestle with this is reminding, why am I learning this? I'm not learning this just so I can be smarter. I'm going through this because I want to be an effective minister of the gospel of peace and and so in, in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So so that's why I'm doing this learning. And so mm-hmm. that's a that's a constant heart check, right? It's not that other people don't have those same difficulties as they st- struggle with scripture. That's just a very specific seminarian struggle that I think is pretty uniform uh, among seminarians. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. What else? What other difficulties? Uh, so I think there's a danger to kind of coupled to organizing your priority where you can neglect relationships mm. that are yeah. vital to you as a Christian. And, and I've, I've been guilty of this to where sometimes you can be harbored into your room and your tower of books and you get away from the personal, the people, right? The people that you need and that, that God is using in my life. You know, I mean, you're, you can, your family, you can neglect them. You can neglect uh, just relationships and, you know, at your job, uh, and, and especially in ministry too, those um, you know, people you work with, your pastor, your mentor, like people that care about you that you need to be accountable to and that um, you live life with. But then, you know, the busyness comes, and just like a lot of other things, let's go to the wayside. Mm. And I think you'll constantly fight that. I mean, you, you can attest to that. I think you have to constantly fight that to where when you have kids, when you have a family, like you constantly have to be intentional, intentional with 
I'm going to spend time with family. Because I'm going to spend time with these people. Because you do have to get the homework done, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to be a preacher, and yeah. uh, I mean, one of the first things if you apply for a job at a church is you'll see on uh, on the page that that they dis- give you the description. One of the qualifications is seminary, so yeah. you need to get the degree. But also sometimes you feel like you're so underwater that you're drowning and, and occasionally you have to remember to come up for air and also remember that the people around you are occasionally feeling like they're drowning. Yeah. So bring them up for air as well. So you, you have to take those times away where you say, OK, I've been doing homework. Let's let's pause. Let's let's look up and, and remember the people around me. What yes. else you got, Josh? Difficulties. <laughs> um, well, you know, those are my two big things, you know, that, that I mentioned before, um, you know, but for you know, to really highlight, I mean, that is a struggle. And, you know, and it's it's the big thing to remember, you know, pastor, we don't just work one day a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we are we are constantly grinding it out. Yeah. You know, we are we are meeting with people because for us it is more about the relationships. And this is what I'm you know, I'm thrilled about. You also know, we, we don't want to be scared of our calling. Right. You know, I went to uh, you know, I graduated in um, 2012 uh, from Southern and you know and I spent time on campus before that but I was like two years not on cam- like living on campus mm-hmm. I, would, yeah. I would come back for classes but I came back like three years later I think and I, I came back for a conference that was in Louisville I had some friends with me they wanted to see the campus you know so the alumni privileges you know we got to go and we, we ate dinner there but I, remember I was walking around from where the library was and I saw a guy that I remember from my first year, he was still there. Mm. Now, I don't want to, you know, uh, when I first saw, you know, some people, you're paying for one class at a time, two classes, because that's all you can do. And right, I get huh. that. Yeah. Man, pursue the goal and take the amount of time. But as I was going, you know, when I was talking with him, that wasn't the case. You know, he was he was going for it because he wanted to make sure I had all this together. But part of me, I was like, dude, that was like eight years a time where you were, he was not serving in a church. He was not doing any kind of ministry, but he mm-hmm. still identified with the mm-hmm. calling. I'm like, brother, yes, like man, get in there and serve. Mm-hmm. You know, get in there and do, man, get to a church, hand out bulletins. Mm-hmm. Like if that's it, but get in there and serve, Go meet serve. people, build relationships yes. because that is absolutely vital. Yeah, and I am, I'm the first to say that I am socially awkward at times. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an introvert in a lot of ways that I do. And I can't tell you how many awkward conversations I've had <laughs> in the kids area, you know, like to talk about. I mean, I get that. I'm not perfect. Yeah. But that is absolutely vital. So you can't forsake what it means to have a relationship, you know, with others, because that's how we can show them how to have a relationship. Because that's why God called you or anyone else into the exactly. ministry is is to bring him glory and honor. And the primary way of doing that is by bringing people to him and ministering to people. And so we can't forget that. And so what I thought of when when, uh, we were discussing this question was (laughs) depression and doubt. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of times people see a pastor and they just think, oh, you know, that's a different level of human or not to not to be immodest. I think people put a pastor on a pedestal and it's like, no, no, no. I'm a normal guy who loves Jesus and follows him very imperfectly. Right. I'm I'm we're all normal human beings here. Oh, yeah. And so that means we have some of the same difficulties that people do, like depression. I think it is a very common thing because of all the different things we're talking about that uh, I know for me, 
when I was, uh, we just had our computer set up in our basement. So that means a lot of times my family was upstairs or in bed because it was late hours <laughs> of the night. And I'm there in a basement working on a paper and, or reading a book. And I'm just like, it is like two in the morning. And I just put on a pot of coffee because I know I'm going to be going <laughs> a lot longer. And it's like, man, this is discouraging to, yeah. to go through that. And so that's one thing I think that um, as, as people who are listening to this, watching this, if you know someone in seminary, just encourage them uh, because for what, wherever they are right now in their spiritual walk, they typically started because they wanted to serve God. And now they may burn out. And one time, some, some of the times I think seminary may be hard to get people out who, okay, that really wasn't my calling. It's not just something we just, okay, go be in charge of church. Oh, you, you're called. Okay, go be, <laughs> go, go lead a church. Yeah. Uh, and so in some ways that's a good good thing. But man, a word of encouragement because people are oftentimes going through depression. And then I think doubts. Uh, as I counsel pastors younger than me or people, I'll say young leaders who are younger than me, um, mm -hmm. one of the things I've consistently heard is maybe doubts about their calling. I've, I've had this conversation a lot of times. How do I know? How, how can I discern this? Um, is that work all worth it, right? Um, and then, am I even capable? Mm. Do I have the giftedness? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because don't forget, when a preacher goes and speaks, he may have a fear of public speaking. I, I, I said that I was ordained in this church before I went to be a youth pastor. And when I, I said at um, uh, the last service, when uh, I don't remember if they were voting on me or if they were just kind of, uh, I think it was an ordination service, it's been years now, so I'm forgetting. Um, <laughs> but what I said was, you know, I am not an extrovert. I, I'm not really necessarily an introvert. I just kind of, uh, I don't know if I like to do things on my own and, and, and kind of be on my, my own. I don't, I don't like at all speaking in public. Yeah. And yet God called me to be a pastor. So I feel like I have to speak in public. Yeah. And so just remembering those types of things that a pastor may struggle with those questions. Am I capable? You know, just because yeah. God called me, okay, we still evaluate self. And, and sometimes we don't think, yeah, God will give me everything. Um, that I need to do the job. Well, yeah, we know that Bible answer. There's a difference between knowing it and feeling it, yeah. right? And so I think pastors go through that. Uh, so anyway, there's a lot of different yeah. difficulties. So I guess the takeaway for anybody listening, watching, I would just encourage you to encourage a, a pastor who you know who is going through seminary. And then, hey, your, your pastor who's out of seminary too, they'd probably like that as well. All right, so last thing I wanted to ask was about takeaways. Um, what have been some of your main takeaways from seminary um, for anyone listening, maybe there's someone listening who's considering seminary, or maybe they've got a, a child who's thinking about it, a, you know, a young adult or something in their life that's thinking about it. Why has it been advantageous for you to go through it? Yeah, it, for me, it taught me uh, really, truly how to be disciplined mm -hmm. in my study of God's Word. Um you know, I was never really truly taught, you know, church was this thing that happened on Sundays. Mm -hmm. You know, I I didn't really have somebody who was with me, not until way into my college years, who were like truly said, you know, I want to meet with you regularly. I want to go through God's word. And it wasn't like on a Sunday morning. You know, so it really taught me to be a forever student. Mm. It really taught me to dig deep. And, you know, yeah, we I learned some great things and some you know some people who I've only probably brought up one or two other times you know church history and things like that um, but it really taught me you know to as I'm digging deep that I love it 
And as I'm looking at all sides of Scripture and as I look into behind it and really getting my hands mm. dirty and into yeah. the soil, it taught me that, mm. man, I really do love this. Mm -hmm. And there's no greater joy that I have, you know, than to be called as a pastor, mm -hmm. you know, and I've had the opportunity to, to serve in several states. I've done student ministry. I've done kids ministry. I always knew I wanted to be in family ministry or a next gen type ministry. Never had any question as I feel now there's, and this is going on record for me to say this. I don't feel called to be like a senior pastor at any mm. level. Mm. Of course, watch God with a sense of humor, but, but we'll have our producer, Jacob record this and uh, he will bring it up later. And if we ever find out you're interviewing everywhere, anywhere uh, else, Jacob will anonymously send loop, this to right? yeah, um, That's right. Yeah. You know, but you know, it, it taught me how to, to know what I wanted to do. It, it, it taught me how to forever be that student to love God's word for what it says mm. And to know, and, 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 and not to, for you want it, what you want it to say, right? <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. And to also because if I'm passionate about this, if I'm passionate about, we're going to talk about it, aren't we? You know, right. it's going to just flow. I'm not forcing conversation when I talk about the Word of God. You know, it just flows. And there's times that and, and that that passion only comes from God and what He's placed in me. And there's a lot of times I, I feel like He's speaking through me. Because mm -hmm. you're right, there's a lot of times that I'm totally awkward with people. But when it comes to talk about this, is what God's it word says. says. That's you know? good. That reminds me of when I was younger. Uh, my mom. It was well before I was a student of the Bible. And my mom, when I was really young, she said because uh, I asked her sometimes because she was just comfortable. Um, talk, she talked to our youth group a lot. And of course, my dad was a pastor. And I was like, man, you could just on the spot get up there and talk. And she goes, Obi, if you're in the word, you can talk about the word. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. so that's, that's remind me of that. All right. What about you, Evan? Some uh, takeaways, main takeaways. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I, I just saw some danger of when I was in seminary that God was just speaking to me about was the idea that seminary cannot teach character and Amen. and as a minister yeah. um just just knowing that your people are are really not maybe not remember your like last sermon or the teaching that you gave six weeks ago but they're gonna remember how you treat them mm. and how you how you love people and your character and um, you know how you treat your family and, how, and just who you are as a person in christ and I just see, I just saw a lot of guys um, that were very knowledgeable and very information based, but they lacked that love for people, and that is dangerous and mm -hmm. that's scary. And uh, it just reminds me uh, of a verse uh, in, in the scripture, First Timothy two, uh, First Timothy three, two through seven, um, and it says, "Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober minded." self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? So Amen. you kind of see the idea there that all these different things. He mentions able to teach. That's one of them. But 
really what Paul is getting at here is on this huge list of things is that he's focused on character. He's focused on the character yes. of the minister. Yeah, that's right. And and it's a lifelong thing. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's just as any Christian, you're going to grow in your love for Jesus and your sanctification and these things. But that is what's most, and that's one of the most important things is that your character as a minister is important in your church and your people right. care about that. They do. They mm-hmm. And they're going to they should. That. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. should. So, so thinking about people listening who are, um, maybe they're considering seminary or if you're just in a church and um, you've got a pastor, you just heard a verse uh, or a, ser- uh, a passage, First Timothy three verses one or yep. two through seven, and uh, and that's the call. Like that's a Herculean task. That is a mighty thing to try to live up to, and it's uh, it should be terrifying for us, right? It mm-hmm. should be something that it, uh, for us pastors, it should be a terrifying thing that it's like. Um, not so terrifying I can't do it, but a reverence like before God, this is what he expects. And so you don't always learn that at seminary. In fact, sometimes sometimes I think seminary can be a little discouraging and make a man walk away from these kind of things. And yet this this needs to be the end result in our churches, right? This yeah. needs to be the type of person. So what I'm encouraging people to do is to pray uh, for people in seminary, pray for those future pastors to come out. All right, Josh? Uh, anything else on that one? Any other takeaways? Oh, I, th- I think I think we hit it. Hit it. All right. So I wanted to I wanted to just mention the exposure. Um, uh, one of one of the main takeaways that I see is exposure to ideas. And when I was going through seminary, you you get so many different views, including end times, including salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, you just hear all these different thoughts. And so what that should bring us to is a level of humility. So when I interpret scripture, when I'm going to prep for a message, like for our single young adults, we just recently went through the book of Daniel. There is some confusing stuff in there. Mm -hmm. And when I go read these different commentaries over the book of Daniel, I'll see different PhD guys, (laughs) people who have their doctorates that disagree. And it's like they gave their whole life to this book of the Bible. And yet over some of these minute details, they disagree. Sometimes even over some big details, yeah. they disagree on the meaning. And so that should bring you to the Word of God with a level of humility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to say that sometimes if there's a controversial thing. But what it should do is point us to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Because there may be some areas that, you know, I've learned this, I've tried to learn this. And, and we've all seen the types of people, and I think one of the reasons some people are interested in seminaries because they want that deep Bible study, but maybe they want it over something like the book of Revelation. They're just like, let me dig so deep that no Christian has ever been deeper in this book, and I've got, I've got the date figured out. I know exactly when Christ is returning, right? And if we do all that, then we've forgotten yeah. why God wants us to learn about His Word. It's to know Him and share Him. Mm-hmm. And, and so all those things need to come back to Jesus. How, how should I as a minister interpret this passage? Okay, I understand it now. How do I apply, my, apply those truths to my life so that I can live more for Jesus? Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to close with this verse, Ezra 7.10. It says, mm-hmm. Now Ezra had determined in his heart to study the law of the Lord, obey it, and teach its statutes and ordinances in Israel. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I, um, I guess, heard that in the, the pastoral context in seminary, Ezra determined in his heart to study the law of the Lord. All right, we've got that. That's what seminary should be. You, you need to study God's Word, but then to obey it. That's what you're talking about. Like, God cares about our character. 
and then to teach its statutes and ordinances in Israel. So we're to study God's word, we're to obey it, and we're to teach it to others. And I think that's a great hallmark of what, if a seminarian out there is listening or someone considering seminary, hear that. Hear that, that it's about knowing God's word, obeying God's word, and then teaching it to others. Don't forget any of those different um, phases of it because, man, a person can get pulled away in seminary. A person can get discouraged in seminary. They They can go to seminary and get all the head knowledge and, and they left their heart behind right. or or they get all the head knowledge and they never do anything. They're like, I've been in sev- seminary for seven years and I haven't been serving in my church. Right. Yep. And so so Ezra 710 has always been a good one. So I encourage people listening, pray for your pastors, pray for seminary students. And uh, we just thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe and share with someone who needs a little faith in their life. And if you're in the O'Fallon, Illinois area, we would love for you to attend one of our worship services. We have two on Sundays. We have a Wednesday night worship service as well. Uh, We also have online services, so those stream online. And then we have our small groups we call life groups on Sunday morning. And uh, you can go go to those in person or you can do those online via Zoom. And you can find out all sorts of information about our church at fbcofallon.org. That is fbcofallon.org. And we will see you next time. Hey, we here at First Baptist O'Fallon and the Faith in Real Life podcast want to wish you and yours a Merry Christmas. And we are taking a few weeks break and we will be back in mid-January. We thank you for watching.